We are Anthony and Danielle. We own a pet food store in Columbus, Ohio called Fangs and Fur that is focused on educating pet owners on feeding food nature intended for our pets. You can find us on Instagram at Fangs and Fur Pets or Facebook at Fangs and Fur. If you want to send in a question for Anthony to answer at the end of each episode, message us through our website at fangsfur.com. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and leave a review. This is the Fangs and Fur Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is part two of our conversation with Julie from Adored Beast in regards to allergies. First of all, it's so it's always good to hear when someone else is trying products because I always get a hard time from um, some customers because I, I like to try a lot of stuff that we have in the shop, like the goat milk or the kefir and all that stuff. Um, but it's yeah. weird to your point, like our society is so like, uh, they're so scared about that stuff. I was, I, I, I gone through this tangent a lot in the shop. Cause like at, you can go to like the grocery store across the street and like they sell like fruit loop infused milk for kids with like, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm, it's probably, <laughs> I think there's like 42 grams of sugar per, per serving, which is insane. and should be illegal. Right. Um, but yet. In this country, like we get our kids raw milk, um, yeah. but we had to buy a portion of the cow. There's yeah. like a loophole in the legislation, yeah. right? And because it, it's illegal to buy raw milk, um, yeah. which is it's just like it's just crazy. That's like where we are right now in our society. But we're so scared of bacteria. Oh, scared know. of bacteria, mm -hmm. and it's our biggest friend. Yeah, exactly. Really exactly. exactly. Yeah, we're terrified of we're terrified of it. Yet it's. It's our biggest educator, yeah. You know, and 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 I always say, like, if we if we don't have, if we try to completely destroy bacteria, our immune systems are going to become so dumb mm -hmm. that we're going to be we're going to be squashed by anything, yeah, that comes right, yeah. like. I always say, you know, get like we have to we have to keep our immune system um, on its toes. Right. Yeah. It's like it has to work out. You know, it's like our brain. If we yeah. don't we don't keep using our brain, it just goes to mush. We don't work our bodies. Our muscles go to mush. Well, if we don't continue to work our bacteria in our gut, our immune system goes to mush. Yeah. Right. Our, our, well, a lot of things go to mush. But but we we need to we need to work it out we need to work let let them let them stay active let them problem solve let it let it like oh my gosh okay there's that bacteria let's produce this in order to suppress that bacteria or keep that bacteria at bay if it never sees bacteria it just like lazy and sitting around doing nothing and then all of a sudden you know a virus comes or a bacteria comes yeah. they're just there's no chance we're so unprepared yeah. right right it's like taking something and putting it into a nursery school yeah. or or you know like it's just it's just it's just a such a ridiculous backwards way of looking at immunology it is you know? because i think i i mean people think i look at things backwards especially with diet and i don't mean to get off topic here but you know that one of the biggest benefits of feeding you know raw food is because of the bacteria yeah but people want sterile 
And it's like this, I have to like switch their, their whole mindset. It's like, no, you don't, you actually don't want sterile. You want bacteria on your food and, and their food, you know? Um, and it's, and it's tricky. Our- it's tricky in our country because we have, you know, all these tight rules and legislation when it comes to raw food and, you have companies now doing HPP, which, you know, the process is, it's getting better as far as not killing the good bacteria. But like, it's like you said, what's good and what's bad bacteria, it's all pretty good. Right. So, you know, I don't know. It's, well, uh, that's, that's the whole thing. Like when we, as a society choose what's good and what's bad, especially when it comes to bacteria in our gut, mm-hmm. um, we're doing a massive disservice to our immune system. Yeah. Massive. Because, because when we look at salmonella, E. coli, clostridium, all of that stuff, we know for a fact that we don't want to eradicate that. We want that in small amounts in, in the gut all the time so that the pathogenic bacteria that keeps that at bay stay strong yeah right yeah when when it's not there the the bacteria that that produces that defense against that becomes lazy yeah and then other bacteria get stronger and different bacteria grow right the the reduction of that particular defense mechanism becomes um not important anymore Right. And then all of a sudden we come across Clostridium E. coli or Salmonella. Right. And we have this massive outbreak. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, nobody's bodies are prepared for it. Yep. Really silly. It's just a it's just a very um, backwards for me, unscientific, uh, not non-pragmatic, not common sense, no, no real thought about it. It's just, let's just go in and kill everything that we don't think should be there. Yeah. Which takes always back to the gray wolf, right? Like we know more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we just so don't know more. No. It's crazy. So, um, but uh, the other thing I did want to talk about, cause you were talking about, um, um, uh, fall allergies being bad in the fall. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I would suggest for people that know their animals are, are worse in the fall and are around leaves that fall is using, using things that, that are more um, um, anti natural antifungal right? Not natural antimicrobial. So, so that the body, again, the bacteria is prepared more for uh, things like molds, because a lot of mold happens in, in the, in the fall. You said, you you said antifungal, but not antimicrobial. And yes. yes, And, and and, and antimicrobial. Yes. So, you know, different herbs, different kinds of, like we have our yeasty beast protocol. I've often said to people, start it prior to the fall and, and even give half the dose. Like don't even do the full dose. Okay. Just, just 
remind the body to how to defend against yeast and and mold. Okay. You know, so so don't wait till all of a sudden they're itching like crazy. If you know that your animals are are sensitive in the fall, chances are it can be mold, like leaf molds and things like that. Uh, and the best thing to defend against that from a perspective of gut are, are antimicrobials and th- things like Podarco and things, which is in the, which is in the yeasty beast protocol. Okay. Awesome. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. In order to give your pets the very best, you need to feed them a complete and balanced diet like Northwest Naturals. Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Find out more in our podcast show notes. At Girls Gone Raw Pet Health, our goal is to provide unique, nutrition-packed, carnivore-focused, dehydrated treats and chews that your pets will go nuts over and that you can feel confident feeding them. We hand-select only the highest quality, human-grade meats, foster relationships with small, generational family farms, and scour the market for the freshest, most unique products. So get fresh and go raw with us. Follow us on social media at Girls Gone Raw Pet Health for nutrition tips and industry news, and find local retailers and shop online at www.girlsgonerawpet.com. Supporting the liver, you know, if your liver is really clean and really strong, the histamine balance will be much more able to respond in a in a in a in a balanced way. If the liver is been if the liver is not clean and it gets a big reactive dose of of mold or whatever the histamine response may go too high so you know a month prior to when you know your animals are going to start getting itchy get them on liver tonic or like a like a Mm -hmm. liver liver support not necessarily a liver cleanse though because Sometimes when you cleanse the liver, you'll get a detox. Then they don't, you really don't want to be detoxing and getting ready to be reactive against a, an allergen or yeah, a makes something sense. sensitive yeah. to too much, right? Like, you know, you're talking about thresholds yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. just a support, right? Is, is really good. So um, a liver support a month prior to, and maybe some herbs like Podarco and things like that that are, that are in our our yeasty beast protocol. And they um, can be they can be mixed, right? Sure. So don't be like you know you could put like one day one day something from you know or a week on with yeasty beast and then a week with the wolf, right? And then a week yeasty beast and then a week with the wolf just oh, to nice. get them like just Pulsen. to get the. Just, yeah, just to get the gut ready yeah. for for something possible like that. Um, going back to to the gut health, um, what what do you you talked a little bit about this, but like what are like what are some good probiotics? Like which ones do you recommend? I know you have a lot of them, so like, um, is it Fido's Flora that you is really recommended for allergies? Is that kind of like your go to? No, no. Like I, I, if someone's got allergies, like real allergies, mm-hmm. like, like they're, they're, they've been working with a vet and it's been an issue for a while. I always tell them to start off with leaky gut protocol. Okay. okay. Right. Because yep. if they've got 
really bad reactivity to something, more than likely the reactivity started because that antigen leaked through the cell membrane of the gut lining and entered into the bloodstream. And then the body went, whoa, hyper alert, hyper alert, hyper alert. And I would honestly say the majority of allergies are coming because the mucosal lining, the, 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 the junctions are not tight enough and they're allowing, they're allowing passive antigens, things that are supposed to be Mm non-reactive or food particles that have been undigested and not micro that are feeding, feeding us or feeding them Mm -hmm. into the bloodstream. And that either causes them to react to that particular antigen or causes the immune system to go into an overreactive state and produce all of this, this reactivity. Yeah. This is an important, this isn't, yeah, this is an important point because I, we've, you and I have talked about this before, but for those who haven't heard those previous podcasts, like it's, I think you're in kind of agreeance with this, that most, you believe most of what you see as far as allergies are most likely due to just leaky gut, like the the mucosal lining of the gut being inflamed and, and things that aren't supposed to pass through, passing through the body reacting to, and it shows up as an allergy. So, um, yeah, anyways. It can show up as an allergy. It can show up as collapsing trachea. It can show up as an ear infection. It can show up as any autoimmune disease like Cushing's. It can show up in arthritis. It can show up wherever that animal or the person's predisposed um, pathology is. So you have a weak point. Your wife might have a different weak point. Yeah, like your weakest point. Okay. Yeah, you go through the same stressors. You might have, le- if you have leaky gut or gut trauma, you might produce, you might get diabetes and she might get arthritis, right? Doesn't have to, doesn't have to be like just allergies or just gut symptoms. It can, it, it it's, it's called the great mimicker. It can mimic so many things, right? Mm. So, um, you know, and for people that leaky gut is just really a, a gut that's been traumatized, yeah. And it can be traumatized through being born with the without having the proper diversity in the microbiome in the gut because its mother didn't. Mm. Right? It, it's, it can be that simple. Just it can start off that simple. Or processed food or antibiotics or different kinds of drugs or stress or a million different reasons can cause inflammatory reactivity and dysbiosis in the gut which then causes the 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 mucosal junctions that are supposed to be very flexible to get inflamed and tightened and stretched and then it's like a tea strainer that's been stretched out and instead of it maintaining all the things that are supposed to be maintained in the gut and digested and and moved through the 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 digestive system it goes into the bloodstream and yeah. causes all kinds of stuff you know, ADHD, they, they've said is, could be caused by it. You know, the, the, there's been lots and lots of things that now they're narrowing it down to, to that, to that cause of gut trauma. So, you know, you got to get diversity in, and then you have to feed things that support the decrease in the inflammation of the gut lining, and then to uh, create healthy junctions. So that's what leaky gut protocols all about 
But for animals that are really, 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 really bad, sometimes I find that using just the leaky gut protocol on its own will ramp up the immune system too much and it'll, and it not really can cause a detox, but it just, it needs a little slower introduction. So for animals that are really bad, we have something called the, the relief protocol. And especially if animals have leaky gut and yeast, right? Which mm-hmm. lots and lots of them do. Yeah. yeah. So what we do is we go two weeks leaky gut, one week phytosflora, one week um, uh, yeasty beast, one week phytosflora, and then we go back to leaky gut. Okay. So we go, okay, we're going to decrease inflammation, put in some really great um, probiotics and prebiotics and slippery elm and marshmallow root and help to, and L-glutamine to help to um, replenish that lining and make it smoother again. Um, and then we have a homeopathic remedy that helps for scarring of the gut tissue. And then we have liver tonic that helps to detoxify the liver because the liver is working overtime because all the crap's going into the bloodstream instead of staying in the gut. So you have definitely have liver issues usually. Yeah. Um, even if it doesn't show up on blood work, the liver is working overtime. And then um, you then we go into, okay, then now we're going to use phytosflora and put a, uh, a little bit of a different diversity of the actual canine strain. And we're going to use um, uh, the fulvic and humic acid, which is proven to strengthen the integrity of the gut and help detoxification, almost like a chelation um, okay. process. Then we're going to give them some podarco and some um, you know, all of the sort of yeast support. And then we're going to, and, and a homeopathic remedy for itching. And then we're going to go back to phytosflora. We're always taking a break between the two protocols. It's a, it sounds, it sounds hard. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy to do. And you're not, it's not costing more money because the, the length of time is longer in which you're going to be working with your animal. I see animals that are really, really sick, think about it. How long have they been sick? How much drug suppression have they had? How much of a rebound effect are they going to have? How old are they? What are, you know, like, it's like, you can't expect an animal that's been sick for a year, two years, five years to, to, to recover in three months. Like that's that, that expectation is too big, too high, especially when you're not using suppressive drugs and when suppressive drugs are coming off. Right. So, so your, this protocol is for animals that are quite sick and need a gentler, more higher level, bigger approach to, to what might happen and what might uh, manifest through systems of the body getting healthier right yeah this is an important point too because i think a lot of times a lot of people just well we're so used to like the quick fixes you know and um i know with pets i've seen it so many times i've gone through it with mozzie you just got to trust the process you know that's the big thing and you got to be patient and you trust the process it's not going to happen overnight yeah no and if and if we do the drug thing where you're taking the drugs off a little slower the process will happen actually 
faster because if we take the drugs off too fast with really sick ones, we're going to get a rebound effect. And the rebound be effect. Yeah. And then it's just like this continued cycle. If you yeah. never learn from that. Yeah. Feed your pet food made from the freshest and healthiest ingredients found in Steve's real food. Every Steve's formula is pH balanced and uses only 100% natural, high-quality, USDA-inspected, free-range meats and unprocessed whole and functional foods. Plus, it's loaded with beneficial bacteria from goat milk. See how much better your pet will feel after just a few weeks on Steve's Real Food. Find out more in the podcast show notes. This is Dr. Jim Carlson. We look forward to seeing you at Lifetime Pet Wellness Center. Our friendly professional team helps us offer your pet conventional medicine, surgery, and dentistry, as well as integrative options like acupuncture, chiropractics, nutritional medicine, Chinese herbal medicine, homeopathy, cold laser therapy, pulsed magnetic therapy, and ozone. We have recently added PRP, platelet-rich plasma, and stem cell therapies. These new therapies increase our philosophy of regenerative medicine and are often used for arthritic conditions but have many other uses as well. We are strong believers in the use of wholesome, fresh foods and raw foods, since healthy diet probably accounts for 75% of your pet's health. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or the web at www.lifetimepetwellness.com or call 614-888-2100. Is there a link to the relief protocol? Can we find it? There is. is. Oh, like there is. I don't know what it is, but I'll ask if or you I can, can find, ask. I can find it or I can ask Mariana. Uh, okay. Yeah. Also, you know me. I, I want to make sure we get I it on there. I'm not even on social media. <laughs> Good for you. I write all the, I write all the stuff and pass it over and go, I don't know where it's going. Ah, with it's beautiful. Different. I hate social media. I, the only reason I have it is because of the business. Um, but even then I have to like turn, I have to turn comments off sometimes because I get like, People that don't follow us or anything, they just start chiming in on stuff. And I just like, I used to like respond back and now I'm just like, you know what? I, I'm wasting time. Why am I even, why am I going down this? Especially if it's negative. Hole? Oh, it's always it's negative. Just, yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no space for that. There's no, no space for negativity and healing, right? It's just like move it's, on. It's just like move on. If you don't agree or whatever, just move on. You don't even follow our page. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like who has time like, and then that person must be so angry, like to be typing all that and just like, I know. and I used it's, to respond. I used to be guilty of it too. Not, not so much that, but responding back to that stuff. And now it's yeah, anyways, yeah. anyway, social Well, media. you're, re- you're reacting, not responding. Yes, exactly. Right. So, and that's, that's the whole, that's the whole responding would be like, okay, yeah. click. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. You know, we're just, we, there's just no, there's the responses. There is no response. Yeah, you know, a good life and yeah, awesome. Yeah, but there's no space for that here no. because there really there isn't right. There really isn't space for it. at my clinic. It was like that even in surgeries and stuff, right? Like we were so um, I was so conscious of of animals coming in to have surgery. It's like, okay, what do I have to do to make sure that they're in a space where they're they're going to be able to heal as fast as they can. So we had a very different, we had very, all the animals stayed with their owners when they were before, when they were sedated. Right. So no animals got dropped off and put into cages and then brought out and sedated because by then they were just like up here, right? Like they're scared. They're in cages. Their mom and dads are gone. It's like, what the heck is going on? 
So we booked it in a way where people would come in and we had a really nice room where uh, it was more like a, just like a little living roomy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And animals would be sedated mm-hmm. there and stay with their families or their whatever, whatever pet parent. Yeah. Um, and, um, and then they would be taken back. And then when they woke up, we had um, uh, a Reiki, a person doing Reiki with oh, them. Nice. Yeah. So that they would wake up in a, in a, in a different space. Mm-hmm. And often, animals that I knew were hyper, 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 like separation, anxiety, or, or stressed or aggressive or whatever, we would, we would bring them and allow the, the, after a certain point, um, to be with their family when they were waking up or have the the family come back and sit in the, in the runs and stuff. We didn't really do cages. Um, so, Hmm. Um, it, and, and the vets that used to work for me were, were so blown away by the recovery, the way they woke up and also the, the smaller amounts of anesthetic and medication and stuff that they needed because where they were when, yeah, yeah, it was, was yeah, it was really interesting. Really, really Hmm. cool. So I just went down that path because it's like it, you can't, it's very hard to heal when your body's in fight or flight. Right. So just the energy of, of that, even on, on a platform like Facebook or social media, just the energy, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to produce the energy of community and working together and not being, um, uh, not being competitive. And I had someone ask me that I met this really, really great guy. And he, was talking to me about um he came to see microbiome and was really interested in the medicinal mushrooms and stuff and he came back to the house and he said so who's it who are your competition who's your competition and mm. i said i don't ever feel like i have competition i don't feel like I you don't, do i, I don't, don't. Yeah, yeah i don't and it's because i don't i don't do this like i'm not first of all i'm not very competitive in general mm-hmm. um I, if i did compete it was always alone kind of like in my own thing. Um, And it really wasn't competitive. It doesn't matter. So, so I'm not competitive and, and ABA is, is about, about for me, it's not a business, right? So how do you have competitors if it's really not a business? So it's when you have platforms and, and we're trying to create this community of, 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 educating people and, and, you know, experts talking about stuff like this. It's, there's no space in that for fear or anger or competition or people showing up on your, on your platform like that. Like, like, I'm, it's amazing that you're just like, okay, I'm not responding now, or you just shut it yeah. off. Well, it because took me a while what, to learn that, but yeah. Yeah, you really it's it's because it's all energy, right? Oh, so it's, it's all energy. And I would I would get like I would get so it would start reflecting in how I reacted outside of that too. Around friends and family. You know what I mean? It's just like it affects Absolutely. it starts affect it starts bleeding into all aspects of your life and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is so toxic. Uh an really? interesting point to your non competitiveness. I was talking with a friend the other day. 
one of my best friends. He's probably this is he's probably full of shit when he talks about this, but he was telling me <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, but it's a beautiful point. Um, if it's true. Uh, but he was saying that I don't know if it was like Norway or Denmark, one of the uh, Nordic countries. Like the, every year they slay in the Winter Olympics. Like they do really well. Like they're always like setting records and, you know, have the most golds by landslide and all this stuff. So I, I, don't, I don't know which country that is. But when they're when they're growing up, these kids who then become, you know, these Olympians, they um, they never are competing against each other. They only they grow up only knowing their times, like the fastest time down the hill or the highest job. They only have their own personal records. Right. And I thought that was so fascinating because like how like if we were like that, you're just trying to beat your 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 best, like how much better you would end up in the end, too. I mean, and they do it and it works. But Yeah. Anyways. Well, that's why what I was saying, like my big thing was ballet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sure, you you I guess there's a point where you compete to be in particular in a in a particular space but you know you're you're doing it for the creativity and the art you're not really doing it to win a medal or be first place or be yeah you know, yeah in that and even that got way too competitive for me um from a perspective of stuff at the end too so i stopped yeah but um it's uh that i know it's so it's so true i mean i i I've showed horses for a really long time too. And I remember my coach saying to me, you know, if you could just ride when you show, like you ride when you're here, mm. you know, there would, the, the, it's so different. And I would be like, yeah, cause I hate it. I don't, I'm yeah. riding cause I'm connecting with my horse. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to ride to win. Yeah. That's not, that's, and then as soon as you go into the, the show ring, it's like, th that's all it's about, right? Like, it's just, it's about, it's just a, like the disconnect just immediately happens. Takes over, yeah. And I, and I, I, I was, you know, I did really, really well in it and I just stopped. I just was like, I'm done. Your dog or cat is a member of your family. You want the very best for each and every member of your family and that extends right down to the food that they eat. For over 30 years, Northwest Naturals has been manufacturing the highest quality raw frozen pet foods in Portland, Oregon. For you, the pet owner, Northwest Naturals comes in convenient packaging, easy to open, easy to store, and easy to thaw and serve to your pets. Quality ingredients, food safety, and the highest standards for manufacturing practices are what make Northwest Naturals the best complete and balanced raw food for your pet. Find out more in our podcast show notes. At Girls Gone Raw Pet Health, our goal is to provide unique, nutrition-packed, carnivore-focused, dehydrated treats and chews that your pets will go nuts over and that you can feel confident feeding them. We hand-select only the highest quality, human-grade meats, foster relationships with small, generational family farms, and scour the market for the freshest, most unique products. So get fresh and go raw with us. Follow us on social media at Girls Gone Raw Pet Health for nutrition tips and industry news, and find local retailers and shop online at www.girlsgonerawpet.com. Can't, we, um, I can't do more. We uh, did a podcast with, um, speaking of like competitors, uh, we did a podcast with Real Mushroom. So Joni and Dr. Silver, who are big fans of yours. I, yeah, I, 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 I talked about you a couple of times because I just think it was interesting, just a different way, you know, as far as like the wild crafted mushrooms that you grow and then and, and they're, um, the way they do it, they, they have a lot of 
even though you guys do it a little differently, um, you guys do it differently, there's still a lot of similar concepts. You guys are still very similar in certain ways, you know? Anyways. Yeah. Um, and, and. A lot of mutual respect too, which is really cool. You have to, you have to, because you know yeah. what? People that I really also believe that energetically we need that diversity. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to seem so woo woo when I talk about energy, yeah. but, but if you really want that sterile science, you know, thing, mm -hmm. that's what you should be taking. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what you should be taking. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm like, there is a million different ways of doing things and what you need to do or not need to do. What I always try to say is go with what, go with what resonates with you, resonates with you. Yeah. Right. Because if I'm taking something that, that's been intentionally grown with forest bacteria, right. Intentionally yeah. grown with like, with me going, how do I make this, how do I help this mushroom to grow as wild as it possibly can? Like what, 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 what am I doing here? What can I do here? And, you know, have the diverse bacteria and have the, it, it being surrounded by its, its nature and its wisdom and all of that. If you're, if you subscribe to that philosophically understanding bacteria and wild and you know whatever that's where you're gonna go yeah if you're of the mindset more like no i feel much more confident going this other route then that's where you should go yeah makes sense. that is that that is what should happen mm -hmm. because it's you know it's 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 where it's it's your mindset it's your it's it's what you're what you're like you said, I get so get upset at this guy and then I would come out and it would just like manifest out with everybody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if I'm taking something and I'm scared or I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about this. Like, nah, yeah, I'm not sure. Right. How is that? How is that? How is that merging in your cells? Right. And in, in, in how your body's accepting it in comparison to oh i feel very confident with this because it's really science and it's really this and it's really that then you're like accepting and you're open and you're you know like it's it's like it's a very different thing yes yeah, and there's no there's no better or worse ways it's just it's just what feels right for you yeah. you know yeah and that's that's the other reason like competition i, I don't feel like I'm competitive with anybody because I feel like people that are synergistically um, interested in, in my philosophy or my hypothesis about healing, they all will just come to me. Yeah. And so they should be, Yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to convince people that I'm, I'm better, same or worse. I'm just here to do whatever I, my experience has shown me, mm -hmm. right? And my experience itself is really different than most people's experience. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, I, I, my, my clinics were really different. My vet hospitals were really, really different than 
99.9% of all vet hospitals. So my expectation of somebody else under even understanding or wanting to understand my, what is that? Like, no, if you want to, if you want to hear what I have to say, awesome. And then you just make your own right informed decision on what feels best for you. Best for you. And, yeah. yeah. Or in this case, best for your pet too, you know? Yeah. Um, and plan it. Like that's for me, that's a big it, yeah. one. Right? There's no, there's no, there's no division between pet people and planet. It's all one. So, so anything that I do, the higher level hypothesis of every single solitary thing I do, rarely is that ever divided. Rarely ever is that divided from a way I look at formulating things, from a way I look at giving back to nature you know, the way of looking at healing. Yeah. It's it, it, it's all pretty apparent. And if you listen to our podcast, it's all pretty apparent that you kind of look at all those factors, everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. From the and earth my to the animal. Of other, yeah. And my expectations of other people doing that is I don't have any expectations of that. Yeah. You know? Right. And I think that everybody has something to give and something to, to, to teach and something to, you know, just, it's, it's the, it's diversity. It's diversity. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, not to get off topic, but we, I did have one question hey. from a customer and, um, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to forget to ask this. Um, it just really, it was very interesting to me and I don't, um, and this might be more related to something really, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but, um, so anyways, this customer is feeding their dog and when they feed their dog, the dog will throw up pretty, uh, soon thereafter eating, but won't throw up food. It throws up, like they throw up stomach bile. Wow. Which is, I've never heard that. I've always heard, like, I've always seen dogs that if they... Like I know a couple of dogs that are allergic to beef and if they eat beef, they immediately throw it back up, but it's like their yeah. body rejecting it. Right. And getting rid of it. But this dog is throwing up stomach bile. After quite quickly after. Quite, it eats. Yeah. Yeah. Now we'll say, uh, one of our, um, one of our, um, employees is actually boarding slash training this dog right now. And these people had just transitioned to, um, small batch gently cooked food and since and then so I, I think they got i think they transitioned like right before they sent it this dog to, to kelly I, I i don't know the timeline specifically but um since kelly has had this dog she, the dog has not vomited at all um but anyways i just thought it was interesting um and what was it on before the gently cooked? I knew you were going to ask me that. I can't think of what it was. I don't think they were on. The raw? I don't think so. I think it was processed food. Pretty sure it was some kind of processed food, like Nutro or something like that. But um, still, it's, it's just so weird to me. I've never. It's, 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 not, it's not that common. No. Uh, if it was processed food, then it makes a little more sense just because. It takes a long time before the stomach content, like the the enzymes and the 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 bile acids and things like that, 
work with processed food. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas when it's gently cooked or raw, it kind of gets it gets all mixed much faster. Yeah. Right. Because it's all wet. Yeah. And it's all kind of easier. Whereas, you know, you're putting kibbles in with these like, you know, stomach stomach content and yeah, putting and like rocks in there. Yeah. 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 Uh but I mean if that if it continues, I would get an ultrasound done. Right. Okay. If it's a if it's a problem. Yeah. Um just to be sure that there's no like stricture or something yeah. like that, that, that yeah. that's causing it to go one one part to go down the other part to stay up or it, it's an odd that's a pretty odd thing <laughs> i know it's very odd usually like, I, the office, I was, yeah usually before they eat right like i've seen okay. lots and lots of dogs when they like with um acid reflux do mm-hmm. that right and before it's usually they eat. before they eat like when they first get up in the morning Mm-hmm. Right, because they haven't had enough food in their stomach at night. Yeah, like it's not a lot, yeah. like tons. But you know, to eat food and then throw up bile, it, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, like you how know? does the body even, the stomach, like differentiate between the? You know what I mean? And not yeah. throw up the kibble or the food. I don't know. It's weird. I mean, unless it's got, um, um, you know, like. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I would do an ultrasound on its esophagus and, and yeah. ultrasounds are so cool because they're not invasive and mm-hmm. they're, they tell you so much more than an x-ray. Yeah. You know, I would, do an X, I would definitely not do an x-ray. Yeah. I would get an abdominal ultrasound done and make sure that they look at the esophagus. Okay. Good. I mean, awesome. if, it continues, if it doesn't, if it stops after they've started the gently cooked food, yeah, it sounds like everything's going great so far, and dog yeah. hasn't vomited since transitioning yeah. to a better food. So, um, but I was yeah. just curious so, what your thoughts were. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's 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 a it's a. I would be scared to even say what I thought it 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 could be. Yeah, I'd probably I would look first. Yeah, and but I would I'd wait because you know a, a couple things I would wait because it, you know sometimes it takes a month before the digestive system really goes. Oh, okay, now I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Now I know actually how to digest my food. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, this is this is okay. So I mean, if if it if it if it resolves by changing the diet to a gently cooked food, then then it's good. Yeah, you no. Know? Or if it goes back and it starts vomiting like that after it comes from the trainer or the yeah person that's working with this dog, mm-hmm. then I would be looking at stress. Yeah. You know, what, you know, stress feeding positions, is it eating in a corner? Is it eating and does it have a lot of enough space while it's eating? Sure. Is it eating raised? Is it eating on the ground? Is it eating in a different bowl? Yeah. Is there a lot of stressors when it is eating at the house? You yeah. know, I'd, I look at a lot of emotional things. If all of a sudden it went from not vomiting at one place and vomiting somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Something in the environment possibly. Yeah. Or the way they're eating. Yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. Is there, I know there's so much to cover with allergies. (laughs) I know we could probably do this all day. Um, but I think we got some really good base work just for people who are kind of struggling with allergies and which, which direction to go or to start out with. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think there's also, I mean, as people know, you guys have done a lot of videos too on YouTube with, with allergies. Um, 
So there's always some good content there as well if people have more questions. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then you can, uh, people can ask you and then you can reach out to customer service or reach out. Oh to yeah. I always, you, right? I always say that you guys do an amazing job. Like I've, I've had uh, a lot of customers that have reached out to you guys just via email and you guys have been so responsive and like so detailed in your response. It's, I don't really see that with too many other companies, not nothing. I don't see it with any other companies to the detail that in which you guys do it. So, um, and I know you guys probably get loads of, of emails and, and, <laughs> questions yeah. and so forth so you guys do an amazing think, you guys do an amazing job at that yeah i think well i i did a lot of it the first few years right like sure. i got all the questions yeah so that we can because i am anal about that sort of stuff like yeah. if someone's asking a question mm -hmm. if you can't answer them i mean then we're then we're just then we're just what are we doing selling right. products right right like right. we have to be able to to help people navigate there because it's going to be a process. Yeah. It's not cut and dry. Yeah. Nothing is cut and dry. And I always say I'd rather a billion ans a billion questions than something to fail. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we guarantee our products a hundred percent. Yeah. And it's because if we've helped people navigate it and it's still not working, then something's wrong and it needs the product needs to come back. Yeah. Like so we need to really like, yeah, it's important. It's very important for me that we can help people um, because it's, it's stressful. Well, it shows, it, it shows, okay. I mean, you, you guys do an amazing job at that. I've, I never, some, I have customers that show me like the responses that they've gotten back and I'm like, this is incredible, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. We have amazing customer service people. Like yeah. it's, they're just, and if they can't answer it, then I, I still, after all these years, if they can't answer it or they're confused about something, then I get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. You know? Um, awesome. Yeah. So that, that can pretty much covers, um, I always tell people, don't forget to refrigerate your probiotics. <laughs> I, people always like, they'll come in and get like their second one and I'll be like, Hey, just as a reminder, remember to put this in the refrigerator when you open it. I'm like, really? I was supposed to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I... Anyways, yeah, and then and then I, mean, I argue we, with them. No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I know I told you, you know. I probably didn't though. I probably forgot. It's it's um we have our our 14 strain though is um is is made in a way where it doesn't start to get activated till it hit, it hits the stomach acid. Mm. So it's actually in the gut. Okay. Because I was so worried about that. Yeah. I was so worried. Like, okay, I'm going to be selling this to like thousands and thousands of people. How do I make sure that they're going to do this the way they need to do it? Right. And so we did it in a way where it doesn't act, doesn't act, the, the live, the live bacteria doesn't actually get almost like revived until it hits the stomach. Oh, really? So it's, yeah. This is all the bacteria or all the probiotics now really the 14 strains of where I was anal about that. Okay. Um, now that we have a really great customer service and we yeah. have aging and whatever, yeah. um, the wolf strain and the, um, the species specific aren't so much. They really should be in the fridge, Okay. but, uh, um, 
you know, we've, we've had, we, we do random, um, random tests on our probiotics to see if they're actually maintaining viability. Yeah. And we've, we've sent in the 14 strains after, I don't even know how long and it's come back actually a higher count than when we started them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Hmm. You mean like being like left, left out, you mean like they were left out? Okay. Yeah. Left out and longer. We've done shelf life stuff. We've done all kinds of uh, uh, extra testing with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, it is always better to tell people like that, but yeah. don't get too scared if they don't. Okay. Good to know. I'll still tell Just... people. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still argue with them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, Julie. Right. I learned a lot you're today, so welcome. thank you. Good talking oh, to you. very I'll welcome. Talk nice to you to soon. See. Yeah, you okay, as well. So if you have a question that you want us to answer on our next podcast, you can find us a few different ways. You can send an email to danielle at fangsfur.com. You can find us on our website, fangsfur.com, or you can direct message us on Instagram at fangsandfurpets. The views and opinions on this podcast should not be used as an alternative to veterinary advice. We always encourage you to seek the professional advice of your vet. Before starting a raw diet, we encourage you to ask lots of questions, do your research, and speak with a qualified vet and or canine feline nutritionist.